The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 111. Thailand's current king, Rama IX, is the longest-serving head of state in the world, having been in power for the last 66 years. Take that, Queen Elizabeth. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who continues to trust me by riding on the back of the motor scooter, no matter how bad my driving is. At least I think she trusts me. She keeps getting on the back. My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heth. Hi, everyone. Do you trust me? Or is it just that you have no other way to get around? Well, I could drive it by myself. So yes, I do trust you. Although today you pulled some pretty hairy moves. Yeah, we haven't crashed yet on this trip. So all is well. Cross your fingers. Knock on wood. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we're not in the hospital after a motorcycle crash. And have one of the biggest takeaways we've had from the survey that we've been running Extra Pack of Peanuts is that, well, people love you. (laughs) And they want to have you more on the show. Well, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. So if you guys want to fill out the survey, you can do that extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. We are giving away a $50 Amazon gift card for your feedback. So it's very important to us. We want to know what you guys want to hear, what you like. And another thing that we've learned from analyzing the survey so far is that people really love us talking about travel hacking, us talking about cheap travel tips, and also when we talk about our own personal experiences. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to merge those kind of three topics together because the question we get asked probably more often than any other question when we tell people, yeah, we're going to Thailand, we're going to Italy, we're going to this, we're going to that, is how can we afford to travel? That's probably the question we get asked more than anything else, right? Yeah, I mean, people think that we're rock stars or jet-setting around the world when really we keep to a budget and we try to keep things at a minimum cost so that we can travel more. Yeah, so if people hear about our lifestyle, they're always like, how can you afford to do that? And they want to know. And then after me talking for like five minutes, their eyes usually start to glaze over. But we know you want to listen because you're listening to podcasts. And one of the main things that we tell people is to travel to cheaper countries. Obviously, you want to go where you want to go, but a lot of times we do travel to cheaper countries and that obviously helps keep our budget down. When we tell people how cheap these other countries are, though, no one believes us. Yeah, people are really surprised that we can afford to live somewhere for a month or two months and spend less than we actually spend in America. Now, some places, like if we're in Italy for a month, it's probably going to be the same as when we're in America. But definitely, there are places out there in this world that are amazing and fun and cheap. And a lot of times, people... They don't get how we can travel and spend, like Heather said, either less or the same amount as if we're at home. And they basically, they don't trust us. But now we're going to put in a podcast. So you have to believe us now because you're listening to it on the internet. Yeah, and we're giving you the hard facts of what we spend, our budget, and all of that. 
And of course, we're going to be telling funny stories throughout this podcast. But yeah, we're going to actually break it down and no better country to start with than Thailand because we're actually sitting in Thailand right now. We've been in Thailand for three weeks this time. That's another kind of cheap travel tip if you can travel slower, which is what we're getting a little better at. We spent a two whole weeks in one place in Italy. Now we spent three whole weeks in Chiang Mai, Thailand. The slower you travel, obviously you cut down your cost. But let's start with Thailand because this is a country that we know fairly well now. Three weeks here, we just came back from the market. We just saw the prices right in front of our eyes, literally 10 minutes ago. And it's a country we've now been to three different times and we've seen different parts of the country. So what do you think? Yeah. Thailand, right? Yeah, let's jump it, right in. It's what a did great you, one to start with. What did you want to start with? Which category? Yeah, we're going to break it down to categories to help you guys out. First, let's start with accommodations because outside of flights, accommodations are usually the most expensive thing when you're traveling, unless you're doing crazy activities or group tours or something like that. Right. And Thailand and where we are in Chiang Mai has a variety of different types of accommodations. For example, our friends just came for a long weekend, stayed at a five-star hotel. Well, they were only here for two nights. We're here for three weeks. We definitely aren't staying at a hotel. There's lots of guest houses. And I mean, the place we're staying is actually called a resort, but it's it's not really a resort. But it is a really nice middle-range Hotel, I guess you could say. Yeah, I would call it middle range. Now, the five-star resort that our friend stayed at, they paid about $150 a night. And that included, you know, they got free massage, free buffet breakfast. So to our Western sensibilities, that actually sounds pretty cheap when you say five-star resort. If you've been to Thailand, you know, well, that's actually, that's way more than what we normally spend. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to keep traveling if we did that. So, So for example... Our average cost per night, is about yeah. Well, let's let's give them the exact thing. We're at the Lana Boutique, quote unquote, resort. It's very nice. We have a you know it's a it's a bedroom. It's like a hotel room, but it's got an outdoor patio. There is a very nice pool here. It's very cute. A we are big spending bathroom, a big bathroom, refrigerator it's, in the room. Yeah, very clean. So what you would expect from a middle range, quote unquote, hotel, but the pool and stuff is is kind of maybe a little nicer than if you're talking about a middle range hotel in some places. We are paying $24 a night here. And that is simply because we have just decided to stay here and we just keep extending. But you can actually get things much, much cheaper if you're willing to stay longer term or you're willing to play hardball or negotiate or things like that. Okay, so here's a travel tip, which not many people may know. But when you book something in Thailand over the internet on Agoda or Hotels.com, you're going to be paying a higher price. If you want to book something, we would recommend booking one or two nights. Then once you get to Thailand, walk around and find a place that's open because you can negotiate a much, much lower price than on TripAdvisor or um, anything Agoda, you're going to book online. I mean, we booked three nights here before we arrived because we had friends staying here. And what was the price on Agoda? So the price on Agoda, we're going to just give you a little tutorial. Bot to US dollars. Thai bot. It's about 30 Thai bot to one US dollar. So on Agoda for a their very small room, which we stayed in the first three nights, it was 1,000 baht. So it was roughly 33 US dollars. Yet then when we got here, we realized that room was tiny. We wanted to upgrade. So then we upgraded to their biggest room, the Grand Deluxe. And we are now, because we negotiated down, we're paying 800 baht. So roughly 25 US dollars. And that's almost always the case. You can get such better deals 
if you're there in person. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're coming to Thailand and, you know, you're in Chiang Mai for three nights, maybe it doesn't matter. But if you're here for a week or longer, you can definitely get better rates. I would say two nights would be my breaking point. If I'm here for more than two nights, I would book one night, unless it's high season and, and you don't think there's going to be availability, I would book one night and then try to negotiate down the other two nights if, if you're here for more than three days. And another tip, if you call the hotel, and most places will speak English. Yeah. Um, you can also try to negotiate over the phone. So yeah. that's another option. If you want to secure an accommodation, you know, and feel safe when you arrive, that feel at peace of mind that you have a place, you can also call. If a place is showing up online, most likely they're going to have front desk staff or maybe they're the owners. They're going to speak enough English that you can try to negotiate before you get there. So for, you know, 10 minutes, you might be able to talk them down. 10, 15, 30, 50 bucks, depending on how long you're stay. So we're staying at a mid-range place, 24 bucks a night. If you want to stay for a month, then things get drastically lower. So a lot of places do daily rates, then maybe weekly rates, they give you a little bit of a deal on. Monthly rates, really get a deal. And then if you stay long-term, you can get steals. So for example, our friends have a one-bedroom apartment. It's much nicer than the place that we're at that's 24 it's, bucks. It's more modern. I mean, it's more modern. It's bigger. They have a living room, a full kitchen, a big bathroom, and a nice big bedroom. So a very nice one-bedroom yeah. And they're paying less than we are because they, are, they got a monthly rate. They're paying 600 a month, so roughly 20 US dollars a day. So less than us. You can find long-term rentals if you're going to go for three or six months. And this doesn't pertain to everyone, but you can get stuff for 250 bucks for a kind of a decent basic room up to about $450. We know people whose blog we started following here who live in Thailand. They have a house, a two-bedroom, two-bathroom house right next to the old city in Chiang Mai, $450 a month. That was for a yearly contract, but that's a, that's a steal. $450 at. Yeah, you can't, find, you can't find that in Philadelphia, that's for sure. Yeah, and if you're coming for a few days, when we were here, we did the guest house backpacker type thing. You can get private rooms for 15 bucks a night. You can get dorm rooms for as little as $3. You know, they'll run anywhere between 3 to $10, depending on how nice they are. The $3 ones, very basic. Yeah, it's not something that I would like to do again. So anyway. So that's kind of how the accommodations run up here in Chiang Mai. We have also been down to Bangkok. Bangkok, similar type thing. Depends where you're going to stay. But we actually stayed in a place called the Rika Inn. The first time we stayed in Bangkok, it was 30 US dollars a night, had a rooftop pool, and it was, really it was a nice, nice mid-range yeah. hotel. So you can find all sorts of options in Thailand, and it really can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be. When you get down to the islands, the same deal. I mean, we stayed in like a bungalow on the beach. How much was that? Eighteen dollars. Yeah, a it was night? eighteen dollars a night. It was it was cool. It had a little mosquito net over the bed. It had a nice outdoor shower. I mean, not now that was very basic. Very. But we basic. were on the beach, literally five steps from the beach. So. Kind of how a rule of thumb is Chiang Mai, which is the big city up in the north, you know, not a real huge city, but the second biggest city in Thailand. That is a little cheaper than Bangkok. And then as you get down to southern Thailand and the islands, you could still find good deals, but there are going to be places that are going to jack up the prices. Now, one thing more to say about accommodation before we move on. If you come during the high season, you have to make sure that you are booking ahead or you'll find a place to stay. It'll just be probably pretty awful. 
Yeah, it, you book ahead, especially if you're going to the islands. And when we say high season, November to February is the high season, but especially around the holidays, we have got bit in the butt a little bit. We tried to go to one of the most popular islands in Thailand over Christmas, hadn't booked anything. This was before I really knew what I was doing. Yeah, this was like four case, and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah, and if you're sitting there saying, Travis, you still don't know what you're doing. All right, this was way before I had any inkling of what I was doing. We showed up on CoPP. We had no place booked. And we were in a pretty bad spot for about 25 bucks a night uh, next to a sewer. And it was pretty disgusting. But roughly, you're looking for mid-range stuff, 20 to $30 if you're not going to come long-term. You know, for guest houses and, and stuff, you can get stuff as cheap as 15 and then dorms, 3 to 7 bucks. So accommodations. Heth, are accommodations in Thailand really that cheap? Yes, they really are. I was going to say, we could cut the podcast even from the beginning. I could have just asked that question. You could have said yes, and then we're done. Let's move on to eating and drinking. Okay. Depending on what country you're in, it obviously changes even in Southeast Asia. Some countries that uh, have Muslim religion or something like that, the booze is going to be more expensive. But in Thailand, generally, you can drink beer, especially for pretty cheap. Yeah, you can drink. I mean, when we're talking about drinking here, if you go to the 7-Eleven and you get a large Chang beer, which is 21 ounces, I put it in the converter, figured out exactly. I wanted to know exactly the price point here. You can get them for 50 baht. So you're looking at a dollar thirty for a, almost two full beers. For a small beer, you're looking at a dollar or 80 cents when you get it from convenience stores. Right. You know, bring- and you can drink anywhere, most places in Thailand. And if you're drinking in a restaurant and you're getting beer, depending on the restaurant, they do jack up the prices quite a bit. And it usually comes out to being like two to three US dollars. Yeah, we've seen large Changs anywhere from 60 baht, which is two bucks, all the way up to like 110 baht, which, wow, breaking the bank, $3.50 there. But, it, you know, it, it's a big difference depending on the establishment that you're drinking at. But it's very cheap. Wine is definitely more expensive in Thailand. You can talk this because you're the wino. I mean, the one who enjoys wine. (laughs) Yeah. And another way that we cut costs is if the wine is too expensive, as much as I would like a glass with dinner, I just won't get it because it's not like Europe where wine is generally cheap because it's so prevalent. In Thailand, you can find it on some menus, but it's going to be... At the cheapest we've seen is $3 a glass and up to $5, $6, which is pretty comparable to the U.S. You know, I know sometimes it's $10 a glass in the U.S., but, you know, you can find wine for $5 a glass in the U.S. at a restaurant. So it's pretty comparable to America in that regard. And we went to a wine shop and most of the wine was like $25, $30 a bottle, but we did find they had some for $10 a bottle and we got that once because we went to a BYO. So again, it's, yeah, put it on par with US prices. I would say with the wine, the cocktails, you can always get fairly cheap, like $3 cocktails, but they're probably going to be, I mean, it's going to be gross. And and you're going to wake up with a headache. So maybe just to be avoided. Beers are are the ones that really set themselves apart as being a decent amount cheaper than if you're drinking in the US, especially if you're drinking at restaurants because it's not that much more than just buying them on your own. Unless you're drinking PBR or Lion's Head. Well, that's true. And I do (laughs) love my PBR and Lion's Head at home. So that's drinking. As Heather mentioned, you can drink if you want to kind of anywhere. So it's it's neat because you can go to a 7-Eleven and you can sit outside and hang out. A lot of people, especially in the islands, you just sit on the beach and hang out. 
up here in Chiang Mai in the north, there's always a lot of live music going. So if you don't want to sit in the bar, you can just sit on the grass around it. And it's just very mellow atmosphere, good experience. Now, food is a completely different story. You can eat and people food never believe Food is the reason us. you should come to Thailand, yes. right? You can eat a meal for $1. I'm not even joking. This is not a lie. Are you serious, Hath? Where I don't do, believe you. Where do we go today where it was $1? Oh, the, the cow soy place. We got, so cow soy is a northern Thai curry. It was $1 for this big bowl of curry with, with the, chicken in with it. With the exchange rate, actually, it's a little less than a dollar <laughs> even, which I was happy about. It was exactly 30 baht, which is like 90 cents. This is the one that blows people away. I think accommodations, they're like, oh, I don't really know anything about Thailand. So I get how accommodations could be fairly cheap. But the eating, your budget for eating, you could literally, if you eat at, Street stalls or, or local restaurants, which are very easy to find. They're, they're really good. As Heather mentioned, you can get an entree, a dish for $1. And at the most, $2. It, yeah. If you want to splurge, you get it for $2, but usually it's about $1 to $2. Then if what's really interesting too is, you know, we don't eat at those places all the time because as cheap as they are and as good as they are, sometimes you just want to either go to a little bit of a nicer Thai restaurant. You don't just want to be sitting outside or you want to go to a Western type place. So what about when we go to like a regular Thai restaurant, like like Luck, Lucky's Cafe or well, something? Well, Lucky's Cafe is pretty cheap. I would say that's a little local as well because what was the fried rice there? 45 baht? Yeah, it was 45 baht, so like a dollar fifty. It's a little restaurant connected to a guest house, which is very, very common. Most of the hostels and guest houses have their own restaurants. But if we're going to somewhere even nicer than Lucky's, (laughs) like tonight we're going out to dinner at a really nice restaurant. Beautiful. 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 Old teak. How not a house? It's just an old teak building, like open air, and they have all these tables outside. It's going to be really fun, and it's a gorgeous setting. And I think the entrees are about. For I saw Three last night six dollars. Yeah, chicken curry, right? A Thai chicken curry, ninety five baht, which is three dollars. Pad Thai, their, their famous noodle dish, you know, eighty baht, two fifty. Um, so you eat Thai food in the states, and you go to a really like our favorite restaurant in Philadelphia that we frequent like once a week is going to be. 12 to 15 to 20 dollars for entrees so this is like a third if not a fourth of the price we went to also a very fancy restaurant that a thai friend brought us to out in the rice patties and this was the most expensive thai meal we've had and again the entrees were about 180 baht so we're talking about six dollars five to six dollars and it was they were a very big and they were phenomenal and that's one of the nicer places you can go. Now, if you're eating at like a really fancy hotels restaurant, yeah, they're going to jack up the prices absurdly because it's going to be Western people coming in and just wanting the convenience. So we would suggest if you are going to go out for a nice meal, find a nice Thai restaurant and go there and you're still going to be paying, you know, compared to what we pay in the States, so much less. Five, six bucks for a phenomenal entree. Yeah. And even for the Western food, you can usually get away with spending, again, like four to eight dollars. Yeah. Eight is pretty high, but four. Eight is. Whew, yeah. I don't know if we've well, ever spent we, eight. When we got the pizza, we went to like an Italian style, uh, like brick oven pizza place. I know we're crazy. But we went, and how much was that? That was $15 for both of us. Well, it was so, all in the name of research. We knew we were right. going to do this podcast. Yeah. So that was $7 a person. And that was the most expensive 
thing we've had Western wise. And we each got our own pizza and we were pretty full after it. So still cheaper than the States. That was the most expensive thing we had. We went to a really great burger place. Believe it or not, I usually tell people if they're going to come for a few days, you know, eat as much Thai food as you can. But if you're going to be here for three weeks and you're eating every meal out and that is what we do, guys. We Because it's so cheap, we do eat every meal out. Now, we don't have a kitchen in this place. And if we're going to be here longer, we might rent a place with a kitchen. But most people in Thailand, if you know whether you're an expat or Thai, a lot of Thai people actually eat out every meal because you can go to the market and get a $1 meal and it's super cheap. Now, one thing about groceries, they're also very cheap at the market. You can get fresh vegetables for like a song. I mean, like a whole bag of small grape tomatoes for five baht, which is essentially like 15 cents. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And the markets are cheaper than the actual grocery stores. Now, of course, you can't get everything at the market, but the market near our hotel has fresh raw meat that you can buy and vegetables and all sorts of stuff. So it's really a win-win situation. You know, a lot of people are going to listen and say, well, we've never been to Thailand. You guys have been there. So of course you can navigate the markets and stuff like that. Thailand is the friendliest place in the world. So it's not, a lot of people do speak English. If they don't, they'll have fun with it. You know, you point. So it's not like we know some secret because we've been here so long. You could show up in Thailand your very first day, head to the market and buy anything you yeah. wanted. Thai people are very accommodating. They like foreigners. They're very nice to you. So in some countries, you know, you would be intimidated to try to go to a market and act like a buffoon pointing and doing like hand gestures to get your point across. But in Thailand, they just they don't mind and they think it's funny or they'll help you find whatever it is that you're looking for. Yeah, one more thing we should know for eating and drinking because you're a coffee fanatic. Kat. Oh you got to talk about the coffee here. Yes. And the price. So coffee here is pretty cheap. Now, they do have a couple Starbucks throughout Thailand. Up in Chiang Mai, they have some. Starbucks is just as expensive, if not more expensive, than it is in the States. So it's best to be avoided. Now, that being said, Thailand does, is not known for having really good coffee. There's lots of cafes. Everywhere does iced coffee. So, you know, you drink an iced coffee, it kind of... The coffee doesn't have to be amazing because it's iced and, you know, they can kind of get away with it. But we have found this one coffee shop, one in all of Chiang Mai. Now, I don't know about Bangkok and I don't know about the islands, but up in Chiang Mai, there is a locally sourced organic coffee shop. They get all of their coffee from a farm up in the hills. Up in the hills around Chiang Mai. And anyway, it's just phenomenal. Just the regular cappuccino, you know, not anything iced. It's one of the best ones I've had ever. Yeah, and they run coffees run like a dollar to a dollar fifty. Yeah, so it's cheap. And so I would tell you guys that our budget for eating, and this isn't always eating at the market. I mean, basically, what we'll do if we eat three meals out or two meals out, we might go to the market one time and then go to a Thai restaurant at night, or vice versa, or we'll go to a Western restaurant every two days almost. So I would say our budget for eating for two people usually averages out at about eight to $10 a day. Because there's sometimes where we go to the market, two people to the market twice, and that's four bucks. So I would say if you $10 a day, roughly, right? Heth? Yeah, I mean, more if you're drinking more, if you get dessert, they have like crepe stands or ice cream or whatever. Maybe add $5 to that. Yeah. But um, the point is, we do not cut corners really with eating, we kind of eat what we want to eat when we want to eat it. And it's very cheap. So Heth, is eating and drinking really that cheap in Thailand? Eating, yes. Drinking, so-so. Well, just don't drink wine. All right. Beer, let's, yes. <laughs> let's move on to transportation. 
Okay. So up in Chiang Mai and when we've been in the islands, we have rented scooters. Now we've never scooted around Bangkok. I don't think I would advise that. But if you want to rent a scooter, how much is it usually per day? Usually per day, you're looking at about 150 baht. They'll give you a price of like 250. You could talk them down to like 150 a day. And that is five US dollars for a motor scooter. And, and how much is gas? Gas. <laughs> so <laughs> this is so funny. You go to fill up the tank and we've had it completely empty. We filled it up. It's been 90 baht, which is less than $3. That buys you like three, four, five days worth of time. Now, if you're not scooting, like we've scooted up the hills, obviously that sucks up some gas. We've done long distance trips, but roughly, you know, for us, it's lasted about a, a tank of gas lasted four to five days. So you're paying three bucks every, let's say six bucks, twice a week you fill up. So you're looking at 24 bucks a month if you're scooting fairly regularly. And if you do rent a scooter for a month, you can get them as low as 70 or 80 for the whole month. Now we're paying per day. So it's about $5 a day. An absolute steal. Yeah, it's very cheap. Now, if you don't feel comfortable renting a scooter, they have tuk-tuks, which average about 80 to 150 baht a person, which is or a ride. Right. So for a trip close to somewhere where you're going, you're looking at two bucks, maybe three bucks. You also can rent a bicycle, like not a motorized bike, a regular pedal bike. <laughs> and those are about two dollars a day. Um, you could probably talk them down as well. We've never rented bikes. So we haven't had to talk them down. Taxis, like from the Chiang Mai airport to downtown, which is about a 15 minute ride. Five dollars. That taxi's five bucks. We've rented taxis so you can rent stuff for the day. So for example, we wanted to go up to these waterfalls about to about an hour and a half north. And we didn't have a motorbike at that time. We didn't really want a motorbike because we were going with a group of six. So we rented a song towel, which is a basically a red truck, with like a, a pickup cap truck on the back. With a cap on the back and you sit benches. in the back. Yeah, and it cost us 1,000 baht to rent this guy for the whole day if we had wanted. Now, we didn't use him the whole day, but that comes out to about $30. So you can just split rent them. Split six ways. Yeah, split six ways. So $5 per. So you could fit eight to 10 people in there. You rent them. They can take you anywhere you want. So transportation, super cheap. If we're talking about then transportation between cities. Now, buses are cheap. Trains are relatively cheap. I mean, trains aren't super prevalent in some of these Asian countries, but buses will go everywhere. Buses will go everywhere. For example, going between cities, a lot of people run the tourist path from Chiang Mai down to Bangkok and then Bangkok down to the islands. Chiang Mai to Bangkok, you're going to be paying about $25 a person for an overnight. Well, I guess it wouldn't have to be an overnight one, but usually people do it overnight because it takes about 10 hours. So 25 bucks for like a 10 hour bus ride. We will say we've had very good and very bad experiences. Like the one time Chiang Mai to Bangkok, we had a great sleeper bus and it was, we fell asleep and then we woke up the next morning. We were in Bangkok. We tried to go Bangkok to the islands. And it was a disaster. And instead of taking like eight hours, it ended up taking 20 hours or something. It was just, it was awful. So we actually fly most of the time. And if you're here and you want to save time, it would just be easier to fly. And the flights range from 50 to $100 getting in between places in Thailand and even in Asia, Southeast Asia. 
in yeah. general. Yeah, if you're interested, I mean, definitely the best way to fly between a lot of these places is Air Asia. It, well, it's just the most common. To, uh, Thailand has their own low budget airline called Knock Air, which is also pretty good. So there's a lot of ways to fly. And uh, like we said, not just in Thailand, but out of Thailand to Cambodia, Vietnam, Bali, uh, you know, basically all over this region. And you can get tickets. You can get them as cheap as 30 bucks. Usually they're about 50 bucks. If you get them last minute, depending on where you want to go, about a hundred bucks. This last time had for us to fly from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia up to Chiang Mai was $110 each. When we did it three years ago, it was like 50 each because we got them earlier. We got that like promo yeah. discount. And this one we booked like three days before our. We left. Yeah. The flight, and so, so, and if you're interested in that, I, I highly recommend if you're coming to this area to look at budget airlines for sure. You can listen to our podcast on budget airlines. That's the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast number 107, where we talk about all our experiences with budget airlines. So we won't get too much in that, but that's a very easy, cheap way to get around. And when you get to the islands, we should mention that lots of ferries in between islands. If you take a regular kind of big ferry with a lot of other passengers, get out to the islands might be. $10 each way, $5 each way. But also, you can do things where you rent long tail boats, which are just these wooden boats, which you've probably seen. But you know, one guy will own it. It's a wooden boat, and it just has a long motor on the back. And what we've done, which is really cool, is you can rent them for the day, just like you would rent someone to drive you around. You'd rent someone to boat you around, and you can get them. You can talk them down really cheap. We're talking like 20 bucks a day. And then you just like pack food, throw a bunch of people on the boat and point out to an island and be like, take me out there, take me out there. And all day long, they just boat you around. you can just ask them what's their recommendation. And they know some really cool places that, you know, you may never have heard of some obscure little, you know, island that nobody even lives on. So it's really cool. It's a fun experience. And definitely feels pretty authentic when you're scooting across the water in this like, wooden boat with like it's just awesome scarves it's, uh, hanging off it it's pretty cool it's so so neat so have transportation is it really that cheap in thailand yes Yes. 100%. Uh, yes. All right, let's move on to Heath's favorite topic. Now, she actually threw this and I never would have even thought of this. Shopping. Well, uh, yes. Being a woman and being a person who loves shopping, I thought it would be good to mention. But not only that, not just for women who want to buy clothes, there are markets all over Thailand. So whether you want to buy clothes, whether you want to buy like wood carvings, all sorts of different things. Shopping is an important thing to mention because we were up here in Chiang Mai with some of our friends and they had been to the the market before we arrived and they'd bought some things and they didn't even know that you could haggle. Yeah, like they didn't know about price. negotiation. I was going to wait till the end to kind of give some like oh, general, sorry. no, 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 general overview tips for time. One of them would be like, negotiate just and they're so friendly about it and it's not like hard line negotiation you say 100 they say 200 you say 120 they say 180 and then you pay 140 a good rule of thumb is when you're shopping at the markets now up in chiang mai they have a night bazaar which is every single night i think it usually starts around four or five and goes to midnight or something and in all almost all cities in thailand they have these night markets right and that market is pretty huge and has lots of good things you know lots of local handmade things also things made in china like fake ray-bans or birkenstocks or whatever you could think of and what the, what a good rule is if they say a number like say they say 300 baht immediately cut it in half say, yeah, at say least. 150 or even 100 sometimes and i then, go like 30% of their asking price and shoot for getting it at 50% yeah that's very true we've noticed it's become a little harder i don't know if 
they're just more hardline on negotiations or if prices have just risen a little bit. It's been hard to get stuff at that 50% number, but you're still talking about 60, 65%. Yes. For example, let's talk about, we just went to the market the other day. Heth, actually right now I'm looking at her, she's wearing this really nice blouse. I am wearing- It's called a tunic. A tunic, Ladies, you might know what that is. <laughs> I am wearing orange tie fisherman pants, which are the most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my life. And how much do we pay for these? Well, for my tunic, which is really nice, it was $3. And for my Thai fisherman pants, which are super comfortable, especially in this weather, they were $3. Yeah. So you, and we talked them down. You a could come bit. here with no clothes except the ones you're wearing, and you could buy whole new, like, special Southeast Asian wardrobes because you could just buy these flowy pants and flowy tunics and flowy t shirts. And I mean, we're talking like t shirts you can get for two bucks. It's super cheap. Are they the best quality? No, but they actually, we've had some stuff that's lasted for quite a long time. Yeah. And I mean, they have a lot of things that are typical, like, okay, there's elephants all over pants. That's not something I usually go for, but if it's something that looks a little bit unique or it's a solid color, like Travis's fisherman pants are bright orange, just a solid color. They're not covered in elephants. It kind of seems like, well, if we were at home, maybe we would still wear this. I don't know. (laughs) When you see me in America, you will notice me by my orange tie fisherman pants. Yeah. And I'm the, probably going to go back and get about eight pairs in every color so they match all my shirts. And the quality, like we said, some things are not the best quality, but you can find some really fun things that you can enjoy on your vacation. And again, make sure that you haggle. And then, of course, there's shopping malls, just like in a lot of Southeast Asian countries now, shopping malls are getting huge. Since we were here two years ago, there are three like new massive shopping Western malls. Shop- and shopping malls are cheaper but not that much cheaper. I mean, you'll find some cheaper, but you're really going to make out if you shop at the night markets. And they're super fun because there's like anything you can imagine, plus all types of great food. We didn't mention in food, fruit shakes. We're sitting here drinking fruit shakes while recording this podcast. You can get awesome fresh fruit shakes for $1, basically anywhere. And our first couple of times, I've had it cut down because I don't want all the sugar, but our first couple of times in Thailand, I literally drink about three or four a day. Yeah, and you can get them without sugar. I mean, just the natural sugar from the the, the, the juice. But. Yeah. So shopping, Heather, queen of shopping, <laughs> is shopping in Thailand really that cheap? Yes, it's pretty cheap. Yes. All right, our last little segment, our topic here, is going to be activities because... Coming to Thailand, obviously, there's so much to do. And that's one of the reasons we absolutely fell in love with this country. Not just, oh, you can be in the north in Chiang Mai and kind of in the forest and stuff like that. And then in the south at the beaches. And then, of course, you have Bangkok. But even in each of those areas, there's so much to do. So, for example, in Chiang Mai, up here, you're not near a beach. What do you have? You have the, you have the forest. Heather, the, you, the jungle. It's you, more a jungle yeah, I, I, than a I, forest. I forest you have the, you have the jungle. So you can do all types of stuff. You can ride elephants. You can go on things called Flight of the Gibbon, which is like the world's longest zipline course through the jungle. All types of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about the prices of different activities. So the activities, at least up here in Chiang Mai, you mentioned the Flight of the Gibbon and the elephant, um, uh, farms. If you do these particular things, they are a little more expensive. Like the elephant farms, you can go to some that are very cheap, but they mistreat the elephants. They have chains on them. You ride them. You don't get any experience with the elephants. Yeah, it's unfortunately, we have done that. The it, first time we came here and we didn't really know any better. And You just come and they say, hey, do you want to go see elephants and then walk through a long neck tribal village and then go down the river on a pole boat? And yeah. you're like, sure. And, and it was, it was cool, but it the was elephants. Cool. 
Yeah, they have some of them have changed. They're, you know that you go into a place where they might be mistreated. It's still a great experience. Uh, I don't want to diminish the fact that they mistreat them, but it still was a neat experience. That whole day trip cost us, I think, $25 a person. Now, if you want to go to the elephant farms where it's more like a, res- what is it called? Like a, uh, reserve, a rehabilitation. rehabilitation. Like they get elephants center. and then they, yeah. And so what you do is you go and you like bathe the elephants and you like help feed them and things like that. And then you can, at some of them, you can ride the elephants and some of them you cannot. The ones where you are able to ride, I don't think that they put anything apparatus on the elephant. You'd have to ride it without anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to mistreat them. So they don't want to put the little the seats, seats on them and stuff. But, there. but you know, a day that with the elephants more like 60 to 80. Yeah. Hours? Well, a day with the elephants. Yeah. I think 50 to 80, somewhere in there. It depends where you are. The flight of the gibbon hath. You should talk about that because you did it. I didn't. I was too <gasps> well, afraid. I did it two years ago. I think more reason you didn't do it two years ago was that it was expensive. All right. Two years ago. I'll take that. <laughs> two years ago, it was $80. It included a whole morning and like from eight o'clock in the morning till noon on the zip lines. It was really, really cool, really high. Some of the highest zip lines, some of the longest zip lines, really well run program. And then it also included a really nice lunch at a local restaurant. That was $80 two years ago. Now, I think now it's closer to... Yeah, I think it's around a 100, maybe a little more. Yeah. So it is so expensive. It's expensive for a splurge. I would say it's worth it. I would um, still guess it's much cheaper than doing something like that in Australia, New Zealand, the US. I mean, absolutely. relative... And these are super high quality. And that's one of the reasons they can charge more. We we saw one once when we were on the island of Copenhagen. And it was basically a dude homemade zipline and he was only charging two dollars yeah. to zipline through and the farms. And it had like a bicycle had bicycle um, handles, handles basically oh on a on, rope. Yeah, it looked like a clothesline with bicycle handles more or less. We told him that as nice as his offer was to give it to us for two dollars that we valued our lives a little more than the 60 bot. Yeah. So the places that we're talking about that are a little expensive are worth it because you know that they're well run, they're safe, they're organized, everyone speaks great English. I mean, it's they're good they're good places. So it's kind of worth spending a little bit more money. Yeah, there's a lot of other activities. One of the other ones we should highlight, we've done this now three times every time we've been up uh here in Thailand, is a Thai cooking class. And that's really neat because what you do is you'll go and they'll take you to the market and they'll show you everything that you're buying. You buy it and then you make four courses. They teach you how to make it. You make it right there and you eat all of it. It's really fun. Well, obviously it's really fun. We have now done it on all of our trips to Thailand. And when my parents come, we're going to be doing it with them. So we'll have done it four times. And you can do them for the half day, which usually runs from like 8 to 1 p.m. You can do that for about 20 US dollars a person. 23 you can talk them down as well, especially if you have a group of six. You can say, oh, if I bring six people, will you give it to us for $20 a person or 18 Usually they will because you know they want to fill their classes and things like that. And it's cool if you have a group too, Heth, because then you have like one instructor. It's usually one instructor for about six to eight people. So if you have a group, it's all your whole group cooking all the same. You know, you get to pick and you can all try each other's stuff. Yeah, it's really fun. And while it's more expensive than eating in the market for three meals of your day, it's well worth the extra, I don't know, $10 maybe. Yeah, super fun. So Thai cooking lessons, they do all day ones too, where they take you out and stuff. We've never done that. I wouldn't, I don't know. It seems like a long thing. Uh, Half day one is enough for us. So 
those are some of the activities. There's a lot of other things. You know, going to a lot of the temples and stuff is totally free. So you can scooter up to a temple and well, see Well, actually, for- Doiso Tep up okay. in Chiang Mai is Cost $1. $1. So. But yes, they're relatively cheap or mostly free. That's the same for a lot of Southeast Asia. And of course, in the islands down in t- Southern Thailand. The beach is always free. The beach is always free. The long tail boats are cheap. Pretty cheap, yeah. So all these activities, I mean, you don't even have to go on specific activities, they can just be renting a long town to having someone take you to, out to an island. So, Heth, activities in Thailand, are they really that cheap? I would say so-so for activities. All right. So, overall, the question we started this show with, but I forgot to actually announce it at the beginning of the show because I had a <laughs> funny thing to do. You could have said yes, and I said, now we're going to end the podcast. So, now we'll actually end the podcast on it. Is Thailand really that cheap? Yes, it really is that cheap. Yes, it really is that cheap, guys. A few tiny bits and facts that we kind of touched on just to make you aware of. High season does run November to February, so accommodations will be more expensive then. But again, you can negotiate. I mean, we're here right now in the middle of November, and we've been able to negotiate stuff down. Unless you're here during Christmas, it's not going to be too bad. March to June is usually the hottest time, and Chiang Mai up in the north does stay a lot cooler than Bangkok and then the islands. So you might want to kind of consider those things. But overall... Thailand, would you say, it it really is a paradise almost all year round. Yeah, even the rainy season. I mean, we've been here, I guess, when does the rainy season start? We've now been here November, December, and January, and in March. Yeah, so So I guess the summer for us in the States maybe is rainy, but... Yeah, but it it really is. It's awesome all year round, and um, it really is that cheap. So if you're one of those people who's always saying, Travis, Heather, how do you afford to travel that much? This and that. Is that place really that cheap? And you didn't believe us. Hopefully you believe us now. You can see everything we've talked about at the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash cheap Thailand. If you've been to Thailand or other places that are cheap, Put a comment in the show notes because maybe we'll do a show about that specific destination. We've been to quite a few places that are cheap that we'd love to convince people. Yes, they really are that cheap. Here are the numbers. So let us know if you've been to Thailand, kind of what you paid. And if you've been to other places, what you're paying as well. Yeah, that about wraps up for us today. I do want to mention, guys, don't forget the survey. I love that you guys are sending a lot of love Heather's way. That makes me feel good. I think it, it makes me feel really good because, you know, I'm no Travis. I'm not the host of the, the host you know, of the extra pack of top peanuts. 100 rated travel podcast. You're a co-host. <laughs> but I enjoy coming on. So I'm glad that people are liking it. Yeah. So fill out that survey, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. We are giving away a $50 Amazon gift card. That $50 Amazon gift card could go a long way if you could buy stuff on Amazon Thailand because it's so cheap. Oh, I wish. Yeah, that's kind of a bad joke pun. So there you guys <laughs> go. Fill out the survey, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. The information is really invaluable to us. Thank you guys all for the support, for tuning in again, for making us, as Heather mentioned, a top 100 podcast on iTunes. And until tomorrow, happy, happy free, free travels. travels.